MFs, welcome back to another episode of Hustle Like You Broke. Jumping right in today, I am joined once again by three of my favorite people. Christine Dallas. Hello. Kyle Hamilton, Mr. MF. Good evening. And my good brother, Banks. Hello there. I'm Matthew Walt, and... uh, thought today would be a good day to reconvene in the wake of a very interesting discussion the other day by some industry leaders, Patrick Whalen hosted, Ray Waddell co-hosting. The show must go on was the webinar. And uh, I was very appreciative that they jumped right in and, and really got the conversation started about what is going on right now in the industry. And uh, I thought that it would played off of our previous couple of episodes uh, that we had been talking about industry practices, what's going on. And, and I thought there were a lot of great perspectives. So I thought we should kind of do a little follow-up today and talk a little bit about our impressions and, uh, you know, share a little more from the perspective of the working class heroes that we represent, that we speak to about and 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 if I might say for um, not that we're given such an endorsement, but the voice that is largely unheard. Um, Dallas, why don't you jump right in and and give us some impressions and and talk to us about some of the great things that you heard and and what you would like to talk more about to advance this conversation? Wow, there were so many things said. I think they covered. Many questions that I had, but I also feel that they still are struggling for the answers, as we all are. So, um, but I like the analogy of that the house is still on fire. I feel that very much um, we're not there yet. We're not at a place where we can really discuss how we're going to get back out there. But I think that we are on common ground, recognizing that we all need to, um, there needs to be a standard, whatever that standard is, and obviously given initially by the medical community. Um, but it's encouraging. That I think that we're all, you know, obviously ready to go, but again, not knowing who's going to let us start where and how, you know, is really, I think, yeah, the question. Fair point, fair point. Brother Banks, want to jump in? Uh, yeah, I mean, there were, there were definitely – a lot of, you know, people that were definitely, uh, I don't know how to say it, <laughs> qualified to speak about, you know, what, what we're dealing with at the, at the moment. Um, I just feel like there's, there's really no end definitive answer that, we're, that, we, that we've been given. You know, it's, it's kind of just all speculative at this point. And I think that a lot of people are really wanting to get a definitive answer of when we're going back to work and how we're going back to work, and who's going back to work, you know. Um, I, I just, I feel like that's, that's it. Until we get clear-cut directives and knowing that, I mean, it's, it's good to have a discussion, but I think people are really wanting that definitive answer right now. For sure, for sure. And, of course, we all know that that's not coming anytime soon. There is no definitive. Uh, but point, point taken, and, and we'll, let's circle back to that in a minute. Kyle? And that's what you got. Uh, well, my my thoughts are the same thoughts that we had a couple of days ago, but never really said. 
Um, everybody's talking about when we're going to start, how we're going to start, where we're going to start. No one has seemed to ask the question of what the artist feels or what do they want to do or, or what are their thoughts on the whole situation? Because again, they're the ones up there, you know, singing, dancing, sweating, traveling the same as everyone else, but they're the ones who are the draw. So it really boils down to how they want to maneuver once the green light is a go. Yeah, Good call. Good call. Very interesting. Dallas, I'm sorry, please. I was going to say, I just, I think I heard it was Taylor Swift was announced yesterday. I believe it was that she was not going to do anything this year. You know, will others come out and do the same thing? I think it's very relevant question. Good call. I, I agree. I, I think that we want to hear more from artists. We want to hear more artists' perspective. Um, and again, from our perspective, you know, what I liked about uh, the webinar was that they bothered to ask production managers and people that are kind of on the front line at the shows, on the ground, building tours, not just the agents, the managers, the promoters. I, I've Bus company. The bus company, exactly. Well, yeah, I've attended a number of billboard awards or touring conferences and Polestar conference and what have you. And, and I find all those uh, perspectives interesting. But, but the one perspective that I, I often want to hear more of is that of the production managers, the tour managers, the people that are building these tours from the ground up and, and really involved on a day-to-day basis of, of making that show go on. And um, I actually thought one of the most interesting comments was made at the very end by Ray Waddell in his, in his closing remark, made a joke to Jake Barry about how happy he must be, and I'm paraphrasing, um, that agents and managers are, are including a production manager in the conversation. Um, and, and I thought that was hilarious because it just reminded me of so many times when I wished that there, those of us who are out there were more involved in the conversation. And not to say there aren't great agents, managers, and promoters who don't do that, but, but there needs to be more overlap, in my opinion. There needs to be more uh, conversation across those lines so we can get more perspective. And, and, and I want to say, to be clear, you know, what we are doing and what the series of webinars, I hope it will become a series, uh, are all about is, is not the same thing. We are not here simply to talk about what's going on in the industry now. We want to, over time, dive into much more about who we are as working class professionals and the way we see things. And, but obviously, you know, the state of the world is what it is. And, and uh, you know, that's kind of the perspective that I want to bring to this and, and talk about as we move forward. Um, Banks, tell me something else that you found, you know, whether in this conversation that either was or was not addressed that, that you feel like, you know, we need to be talking about more as, as an evolving industry. I, I think, uh, you know, Kyle touched on it just right now about what the artists really want to do. I mean, I think that's paramount with anything. I mean, I think we need to be talking to agents. We need to be finding out the state of their artists, what they really want to do and how they want to proceed. I mean, because without them, we don't have a job right now. 
And if they're all just like, you know, they don't want to do anything until these benchmarks have been met and these things are in place, then, you know, we're kind of just where we are right now. I think another thing that uh, we kind of talked about offline was about um, what the consumer really is going to pay for, what they're willing to pay for. I mean, with people that have been out of work and, you know, people that have lost their jobs right now and people that are unsure if their jobs are going to be there when they come back, what are they actually going to spend their money on? Will it be concerts, you know, immediately? And how much money will they be spending on concerts? I mean, because, you know, I brought up a point that, that, it's not just a ticket price, you know, we're looking at everything that surrounds a ticket price, you know, an Uber ride, a, a plane, you know, ticket, uh, a hotel stay, you know, uh, merch, you know, concessions, all those different things come into play. And I'm just curious about what the consumer is actually going to spend their money on once, you know, this all settles. Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of issues with that because uh, uh, you remember as far as mortgages goes, they only gave you a three month cushion. So on that fourth month, you got to come up with a lump sum of money. So the concert, the concert ticket price, the uh, Ubers, the concessions, that is probably the last on the list. And not to mention, you know, again, we still got to talk to the artists. Nobody has really talked to them. And Taylor Swift is like, I'm not doing a damn thing mm-hmm. till 2021. I give a damn about what you figure out between then and now. We should do a living room boogie. Who knows? But uh, right now, it's about the cons- the the artist first and the consumer second, and then everything else falls into place after that. I believe. Right. And I think a, a fair question is if you look at that recent um, show, the Global Citizen concert. Did you guys check that out at all? I, I did. <laughs> You, you know, and that was uh, okay. And you're chuckling right there. Um, tell me something. Why are you laughing? Because um, if you're probably laughing, why I'm laughing? I mean, I was sort of kind of taken aback by that. I was like, "What? Huh?" And you know, I mean, where did where did we come into that? We we being the common working guy. That's you know, but like, I'm assuming some people had some professionals help them look good, feel good, sound good in their hotel room or <laughs> homes or wherever they were. But, I mean, was it supposed to strike awareness for the music industry? Well, no. I mean, I, good question. Where do we play into that? Uh, I think the answer is, for the most part, we didn't. Right. And I think you could tell. Um, I think that that's what was missing from it. I appreciate that they want to raise awareness. I appreciated that they want to raise money. I was disappointed there wasn't more diversity in the offering. Certainly most of us, um, all of us, you know, do a lot of hip hop. And was there any hip hop? Um, Common, I guess, was on maybe at some point. I didn't see him, the whole, you know, Teddy Riley baby face thing. But is that hip hop? I mean, there were no rappers. Um, None of the clients that I've worked with were there, I don't believe. Um, but again, to, to your point, like there, there weren't production people there. There weren't touring considerations, not touring considerations, but uh, you know, any of the considerations that go into producing the, the, the size level quality of shows that we tend to uh, get involved with. So I appreciate that it was done, but I think it was, you know, there, there was a lot missing. And, and to me, that was the, the, what makes so much fun. I mean, what, what makes these concerts more enjoyable? I, I, 
I'm talking in circles. I appreciate that these artists did it, but yeah, I, you know, I was kind of a bit of a snoozer for me. But in, in with regard to the, you know, the uh, living room boogies in the future to come, you got to remember, you know, it's like a, it's like a team, a sports team. They have what they call, you know, the skilled players, the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, and et cetera. What's going to come back to the initial workforce when we get out of, when we start doing more living room boogies will be the monitor engineer, the front of house engineer, the production manager, of course, and, you know, the, the drum techs. I mean, not the drum techs, just the, the, the backline techs. But again, all the other people who make the things go round, those are the either the like the linemen, you know, the stage, the the the, uh, the carps, all those. Those are the ones who are going to be <clears throat> really suffering because, you know, you're not going to have much in regards to a set uh, that's going to go up. You know, the, the the lighting director will be there. Uh, you may have a few, you know, cats dealing with some, you know, few, you know, stuff that's in, in already in a studio. So there's going to be a, a real um, shaved down core group of people who are going to get back to work because all the, the ones who do the heavy lifting, you know, there's nothing going to be, there isn't going to be anything to lift, unfortunately. For sure. For sure. And, and I think we actually talked about that the other day also, just in terms of who gets back to work first and when others get back and, you know, to the point of the this webinar, not the point so much, but what was talked about a lot was, you know, whether distancing restrictions will come into play and how it's going to look when we come back and who's impacted by that. But moving on from that, I actually, I want to take exception with something I think you said a minute ago, Kyle, and, and this is where I would love for the conversation to go. You, you talked about the artists. I agree. We want to see where the artists want to go with this. You talked about next you know, comes the consumer. Um, I know on the webinar, they talked about public confidence and that's an, an extremely important factor. But you said after that, then everything else takes care of itself. And, and that's the part that I think was actually missing from the webinar, the part that I want us to be talking about, the part that I'd love for them to talk about more um, among themselves, should they do another webinar with us, should any of them want to join us uh, for a future conversation, certainly welcome them to do that, because I, I think that everything isn't going to take care of itself, or, or, or more importantly, I think we shouldn't let everything take care of itself. I think that we should talk more about establishing standards and best practices and, and ways to ensure that when it comes back, the industry comes back bigger and better and stronger. People forget the concert industry is still a relatively new industry. Um, it's evolved a great deal in the now, what, 50 years that it's even been an industry? But that's it. it. I mean, it hasn't been an industry for longer, much longer than that. And 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 we're still very much in our infancy. You know, we're, this isn't the banking business. Um, you know, we are, we are a, a young industry. And so when they talked briefly about training and safety standards and improved awareness and things like that, that's, that's what I want to talk about. Doug Roundtree made a comment about it. it's a time for us to get better at what we do. Um, the woman from Fifth Avenue said uh, how we do it 
and how we do it right. Um, I want to hear how we're going to do it right. I want to know what we can do to do things better, to do things right, to ensure safety, to ensure, um, you know, improved conditions. Uh, you know, they talked about uh, Tim Roberts, who's the health and safety guy, basically said uh, something about reevaluating who are the most important people. And Exactly. Was it was it the person who cleans the the bathroom or something like yeah, he that? Yeah, the janitors. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. giving respect to the people who are not on the marquee was what he said. And and again, like Kyle, you made a comment the other day about you know clean, looking for better bathrooms, clean facilities, things like that. You know, those are things that I think that that should be in place and should be established and. And there should be norms and standards and expectations. Dallas, please stop me from talking and chime in. Well, I mean, you know, it's again, I'm going to go back to what I said before. It sounds like we, we need an authority, whoever that may be. And we need to establish who we think that authority is. I mean, I've been on amazing tours with incredible production managers who have incredible ethos for concerns of safety. And I've been on other amazing tours with other amazing production managers who could give a flying fiddle about whether, you know, somebody's wearing a hard hat or not. And obviously, we all know you need to wear a hard hat. You need to have a safety vest on. It just makes sense. You know, you should probably be wearing steel-toed shoes, depending on your job. Um, It's not always necessary, but these things do happen. And I think this, again, is where we need to decide now, who do we think has the best information and we can create Lysol. sorry <laughs> is, that, is that your sponsor lysol has the lysol. best because you know what with all that being said it goes down to this we're here because of some nasty bastards period it's not because of a hard hat it's not because of a vest it's because people do not know how to clean we should not have waited. Like, even if you get on, you know, Uber and public, well, not Uber, but public transportation, you should not get on a bus and it reeks of urine. It's a public transportation. You shouldn't get on any kind of rail system and be scared to touch the handles. They should have been doing all this cleanly and high um, resolution cleaning stuff, um, UV lights, disinfecting since day one. When you're dealing with a bunch of people, it's about being clean. It's not about putting on gloves protecting yourself only from the food put your, if you t- you put on gloves to to serve somebody's food but then you touch a trash can with the same pair of gloves people out there are nasty they don't give a damn so until <laughs> we start getting our shit together about being fresh and clean that's why i don't touch catering half the time because you see guys come out there <clears throat> who's been rigging stuff, and no disrespect to them you're working but just because you put on some damn hand sanitizer but yet your hands are still black from grease your shit ain't clean it begins with all that nasty ass shit and once we start getting that together then we won't have to worry about pandemics is because of is, is a germ it's invisible it's viruses it's nasty shit that you get and if you say because a person coughs on you now you're sick it don't have shit to do with a hard hat or a high-res vest. It becomes with the internal, being clean, not just um, a sanitizer. Use hot soap and water. That's what they keep saying. Use soap and water. Like, God damn, you teach them that in the, in kindergarten, how to wash your hands and sing a song. Now you got to tell grown-ass adults who are millionaires how to have a react, and now everything is shut down, 
And people are talking about what can we do? We, we can do is begin with being clean and not talking about, well, now the, 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 uh, the cleaning bill is going to go up. It was probably the same bill. Now you're going to just say, well, we have to clean it a little bit longer so the bill goes up and now the ticket prices go up. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry for, you know, just <laughs> turn like that. No, no, you're, you're right. You, you're, you're absolutely right. You're not wrong, but it, that's it. I mean, I'm saying I'm using the the hard hats and the safety vests as, as well, a, I just, you know, I just, it just, it just wears me out how people are talking about all the other things, but the root of it is, if everybody was clean, like again, artists are germaphobes. You can't come in there with no, you can't come out there in their dress room, dusty, dirty, sweating all over. But like, get your ass out of here! What are you doing? But then when they leave, it's all it's just a free for all. Let's have that same respect that you give the artist to the venue, but, right? To, the, to, to every to every other area and and catering in the restrooms. You're Let's not just, wrong, but I think uh, it takes money, and I think this is the issue that we're going to see. Money is, is there. This is a multi billion dollar industry. The, I, I the, don't. The, the concert. The concert concerts are now the record industry because nobody's making money selling records. What are they making money off? The model is. Damn a ten ninety nine album. When we were younger, records cost twenty dollars. Now they're nine ninety nine. The industry said, "Fuck a nine ninety nine record. Let's get the average ticket price in any arena. The average price is two hundred and fifty dollars. The technically, when you have that, you, the average person, the patron who loves that artist, will see a, a, a show probably four times. So that's a thousand dollars spent." And you have million seats sold. You do the math. It's it's, it's a bigger it's a bigger profit margin than a nine ninety nine CD that you get, and then you sell a million record, then you get a punk ass plaque. The new new business model is people getting their ass in those seats, and on the average ticket price of two fifty versus the fifteen hundred twenty five hundred dollars seats with the with the gift pass. Money is there. I'm not trying to hear that time, but they're not having the money. The profits are everybody's making these exorbitant amount of monies for the CEOs and not putting it back to where it's supposed to be mm-hmm. in the, in the areas of where keeping people healthy, people keeping stuff clean, um, the right paying people the right money. Now, when you give a guy who's busting their ass for 18 hours a day, damn near when you break it all the way down a little bit over minimum wage, that's some bullshit ass rate, wait rates right there. So that's where it is. The money has always been there. It's now you said we, all these profits of, you know, $20 billion profit supposed to be made or this now and the third. And you said there's not enough money out there. There's plenty of money. Okay. Uh, so man, a lot there. Hope, uh, we can still get some, uh, agents and promoters and managers that are willing to join us after that. Um, <laughs> Kyle, I, so much of what you just said, I totally appreciate. I have no idea if the average ticket price is $250, and that seems crazy to me. But I think that the most important point was that the money needs to be spread around in a way that makes more sense. And if that means a little more money needs to be applied to improved cleanliness, safety standards, etc., I, I mean – Maybe I'm just trying to dovetail what you said back to the point that I was trying to make before. Um, but, you know, the guys that are working 18 hours, you know, aren't wearing white gloves. So their hands may need a little longer to get clean in the catering room. But but so be it. It is what it is. We just need to figure out 
ways to be safe, to be clean, to ensure safety and cleanliness. And and what else? What what other standards need to be considered? Let's talk about that. Let's not focus just on you know people washing their hands. We ex- acknowledge that that is. Uh, of paramount importance. What that's where we're at. Oh, okay. the not hands. <laughs> it's, it's it's across the board, though. I mean, you look at just the airline industry. You know, you you. How many times have you been standing at a gate, and that plane is deboarding? People are coming off, and you're waiting to get on. There's no way that they thoroughly clean that plane. By the time all these people have gotten off a full sold out flight and you're waiting to get on and it's like 10 minutes you walk on and it's completely clean. I mean, you look, you look, you look at the restrooms in the, in the hotels, you look at the, the sorry, the, the, in, the, in the airports. I mean, it, it's across the board. What's across the board? The the lack the lack of, re, yeah, respect for cleanliness. Yeah, that's the root of it. We get down to fresher now, we'd be back making all the meals again. I think I think I heard I heard one. Uh, I don't know if it was um, L.A. County in the in the Metro line, but they were saying something about how they've increased cleaning. I think I think something like like uh, every every twenty four hours, every forty eight hours, something. It was some absurd number that made you go, "What were you doing before?" <laughs> you know, you know, like like wait, what were you doing before? Exactly. Like you're telling me that this is now the new standards you put in place. What were you doing before? How long were you going in between your cleans? Then now this is we're supposed to be excited. Like, oh, they're doing this. It's like, what were you doing before? That's disgusting. Okay. So is there anything else then that you think we need to be improving upon that we th- could be doing better coming out of this? I think with certain festivals, you know, I, I, I mean... I think certain festivals kind of pride themselves on kind of being more organic than other festivals. So there aren't as many, you know, accessible bathrooms and, and, and wash stations and all those different things because they want to keep it more organic, you know, but I've been to some very prestigious, you know, some of the, the, the festivals that people think, you know, I can't wait to play that festival, but some of the most disgusting festivals, you know, that you'll go to. And I don't know if that's because, like I said, they're trying to keep it organic or keep it, you know, very, you know, relaxed or whatever without having, you know, structured things in place. But I feel like some of those festivals that are huge festivals that people hold as an honor need to step up their practices. I think you're right. But that hap- I mean, this is something I, co- you know, I spent a lot of time in the promoter side of life. Fair enough. And this has been one of always the biggest arguments is health and safety and things in that people, you know, inevitably have to save money in certain areas. And unfortunately that ends up being one of those areas that they save money. And that's why we're saving money right now. Cause nobody's working because sure. bastards don't want to have shit healthy. And now everybody's sick. The industry is sick. You get right. So now we've got to figure out how we get back out of there. So in getting back out of there, like some of the stuff they talked about yesterday was taking temperatures when people showed up at work, you know, identifying, you know, like the local crew, even versus the touring crew monitoring one person brought up, you know, if the vaccines come available, will that make you uh, less, you know, less able to be employed if you haven't got the vaccine, you know, and then as Jake interestingly put it you know he said some people convicted of crimes and you know we take the effort with them sometimes because they're good at their job we go around that so it's a you know it's a relevant question but this again requires a bigger authority than us so 
you know, in terms of what, I mean, I think that in the nature of the business that it is, it's so full of loopholes and dodgy stuff. Is this, you know, and as you say, Matt, the business has only been around 50 odd years. So is this now maybe the other part of the second reckoning? Is this when we make contracts really legible and, you know, we make them actually cover the people that are on the floor? And we talk about, you know, indemnities where if you get sick, what happens? I mean, I've been on tours where one guy, you know, twists his thumb and he's off the tour and somebody else breaks an arm and everybody looks the other way, you know? So, um, you know, there's a lot of, I don't want to say dirty, but there's a lot of interesting parts of our business that, you know, what's good for one isn't always applied to another. And I think that too is what's going to make it clearer to move forward, you know, because you've got to have a plan. And right now, you know, we're just like, you know, using all like pissing in the wind. Thank you. And that, that's exactly the point that I was hoping to get around to that, uh, you know, whether it's in a, just another natural part of the evolution. I mean, we've been given this opportunity to effectively have a reset or, or, an, or an opportunity to grow. And, you know, you m- mentioned um, temperature checks. I mean, should there be a doctor or a nurse practitioner that is on site all day at every, you know, arena show so that people can get seen. Uh, you know, should there be a mental health? But that should be there anyway. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, paramedic, yeah. hang on, yeah. let me just say this. But this is an interesting thing because I've been on really complicated tours, right? Shows really complicated to start off and move out the gate. The show was big, a lot of moving parts. There was a night that went by that we didn't call a paramedic outfit. We didn't call 911 to get somebody <laughs> help out with a little so accident during loadout. So, but, you know, but, but. The big question became, like, who wants to pay for the 911? You know, do you have them sit here for X amount of hours during loadout? Or is the hospital only three minutes away and then you call them? And these questions are asked. I mean, these are the devils in the detail. These are the kind of dirty secrets nobody wants to really, you know, okay. look at. But, and the but it's a very real question. Now is the time to talk about it. That's exactly my point. Now is the time to have that conversation. How about now we stand up and we say we feel like there should be somebody on site to not only monitor people's health and well-being, but, you know, administering B12 shots. Should that be more of a norm? Are there there health standards that TORS should employ in terms of keeping people healthy? We've talked about how, you know, one person gets sick on a bus, everybody gets sick on the bus. Do you have a touring doctor? Do you take a touring crew member? You know, is that your medical staff? Is that a fair question, perhaps? Perhaps a fair question. Again, I'm saying just locally in the building, but should there be somebody that's coming with the tour? You know, what else can we do? What, you know, having, as you say, a governing body or even just conversations among people between ourselves with people like Misty Roberts and Jim Digby, the event uh, safety alliance guy, Jake Barry, so many of the people that were a part of that webinar and so many others having that time to say, well, let's make a list. Let's make a list of all the things that we think we should be doing, not just wash your hands, but other ways to keep people safe. Like I said, B12 shots, things that we do routinely on tours, not because it's a standard, not because it's a norm, but because those of us who know just do. But let's make it a standard. Let's make it a norm. Let's start doing these things intentionally to keep all of us healthy for longer to get through a tour in which half of the crew does not get sick at some point in time because of how close, uh, you know, a proximity we are to one another 
24 hours a day, eating, sleeping, working, breathing. Um, how about that? Well, I think it begins with keeping the tour bus at 68 degrees. <laughs> so the problem no, is, I, got it. Blame the bus company. <laughs> no, Matt, I, I think you're absolutely right. Because, you know, you, I mean, you know, from the tours we've done, you know, I, I'm always the person like, hey, we need to get a rock dock in here, like immediately. Yes. You know, because, it, 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 but you have to ask for it. You know, it's not like it's something that you see, like, you know, every show or, you know, every four in a row, five in a rows, you know, when you're doing these crazy schedules, you don't see that. You have to ask for it. The only thing we because see is... And this beautiful thing is uh, the vitamin rack over in catering by the big That's <laughs> about it. That, I mean, yeah. you don't always see that. The better catering companies will do that. You don't always see that. I, you don't I, always see it, yeah. I'm uh, certainly happy when I do. You just raised another question, which is days in a row. Thanks. You said four in a row, five in a row. What about when we've done six in a row, seven in a row? I, I, I know – I mean, I'm guilty as charged in, in my days when I was promoting and booking. I once did a tour and I was proud of this. We did a 15 in a row and mm, agent everybody out. manager thought it was great. You know, it wasn't supposed to be that way. We had a five in a row and then we had a six in a row and then we had a couple more and the dates, just the offers came in. The opportunity was there to fill them. Nobody Everybody was shot. Are they okay? That's called greedy. That's just That's dumb. Greedy. The artist yeah. was shot. The artist was singing with. Uh, yeah, how did who was the artist? Stage. Yeah, <laughs> it was a ghost singer. It was, it was right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it it, it yeah. works. No the artist never got sick. But again, that's kind of the point that I'm making. Like. The consideration was, can the artist handle it? Not can the crew handle it? Um, and, you know, that... What'd you learn? What did I learn? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning now yeah. that perhaps I should have thought different. Um, I've, I, I work with that artist to this day. We're talking about seven years ago, and I still work with that artist. So uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but uh, the artist certainly wasn't unhappy. The management certainly wasn't unhappy. Um, my point being that, that the crew was not considered and, and exactly the time to start those conversations. And again, I fall on that sword because I'm not saying, uh, you know, I'm better than anyone here. I'm, I'm saying, let's all recognize the opportunity we have to, you know, to do better. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I just think we have to have those things that become standards now that were, you know, proactive and not reactive. You know, you, you look at other countries. Like, I I flew uh, right before March, the top of March. It probably took, like, 15 flights in, like, a week. And every time I landed or when I, you know, got off, got on the plane, there was nobody there to take temperature. And we were coming from all over the place. Nobody there. And these, these are all like domestic flights in the States and nobody there to take temperatures or anything else or just check or anything like that. But I've been in other countries like, you know, Japan and uh, uh, China, Korea. And if they have something going on, there's immediately temperature checks. You know, there's a the whole thermal scan when you're walking, you know, through the jet bridge and, you know, into the baggage claim and through customs, you know, and then there's a quarantine area immediately. I just think that things that we 
don't have need to become standards. Exactly. So I think we should wrap there for today. Another episode of Hustle Like You Broke. Any final thoughts, parting shots from you, MF? Yeah, uh, I'm washing my hands right now. (laughs) (laughs) Dallas? Um, Parting shots. No, I think that it's... I mean, you know, it just reminds me of like the time when I think it was the Garth Brooks of the grid fell out of the sky, you know, during the show or something. And that's what led people to actually care about, you know, the safety of how a lighting rig would sit in the sky. You know, I mean, I think this is the time to get on with it. But again, it's going to take many of us and we're going to have to decide who those people are going to be and what departments are covered. But I do think it's time to get some safety for us of out here. There it is. Brother Banks. Yeah, I I just think that things that we normally react to just need to be standards that are in place. You know, you know, have a doctor come on the the tour, you know, or at least show up at the venues, you know, versus waiting till the entire crew is sick. And then it's like, okay, let's get everybody B12 shots. No, let's have a doctor there at the venue so we can talk about, you know, what's what's bothering you so we don't infect everybody. You know, let's let's have these practices where we're cleaning venues and thoroughly cleaning them, you know, before we come in. There it is. Well, I want to thank my colleagues. I want to thank our listeners. I want to thank the participants of the we- the webinar that we've referenced several times. I want to encourage people to please reach out, hit us up, talk to us about what we're saying, what they agree, what they disagree. Um, and uh, let's keep this conversation going. Let's let's see this industry evolve and grow. Let's take advantage of the opportunity that we have right now to kind of hit that reset button and start doing things better. And uh, we'll talk about this more another day. Keep on hustling. We're out.